So it's great to be doing an interview today with Case. And uh, Case, you've been involved in worship uh, almost, well, most of your life. And you now run uh, a church yourself uh, with your wife uh, called Mosaic. And worship, I guess, for you has been, you know, a key activity, a key posture of your life. Tell us just a bit, for those who don't know you, tell us a bit about your worship journey Oh, yeah. um, why worship matters to you? I, I, I'm what we, you, I, I'm a worship baby, <laughs> which means, and I'll explain. But I, I was born again in a setting of worship, in 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 uh, listening to a song. Uh, when I was around 15, I I was all into heavy metal and trash metal and and you know. And I had long hair in those days. You, you wouldn't believe it, but it's really true. It's hard to believe, but I, yeah. yeah. But, um, so, but my, my, my sister became a Christian. We were born and raised in a Dutch Reformed church, but it's right. very traditional. So there's not, not really a relationship with Jesus, no friendship. Uh, nobody talked about friendship in church at all. You, you went to church, you did your thing in the pews, you know, big organ, <laughs> preacher, <laughs> then you go home again. So I kind of, Grew up with the idea that God is like like a judge uh, in in his black robe and judging me and pointing all the things out that's wrong in my life. That was kind of the idea that I had from God. Then my sister became a Christian uh, and got into this what she called a relationship with Jesus, which is really I never heard of those two words together. Relationship Jesus. It's like friendship. What do you, what do you mean? But I was all into heavy metal, trash metal, and so on. And, but she started to pray for me, you know, like, like she was on fire for Jesus and, I'm, and really praying for me that I meet him. And, and, uh, and, uh, and one day, to make a long story short, uh, I, I was on a sofa and I was listening to a Christian song. And it was a heavy metal band called Striper. Uh, maybe you know, heard of them, American bands. Uh, and, but this... One song was a prayer song, was, was, an, was a worship song. And Michael Sweet, the, the lead singer of this band, uh, he sang, uh, all my life searching for the one to share the space within my heart, to stand right here by my side. Then you came to me, shining as the morning sun, and you gave your love to me, and I knew you were the one, the one to share my life. And then he breaks out into the chorus, says, I'm giving you all of me because you gave me all of you, and I will love you forever. And in those three minutes, this is, this is a short song, three-minute song, where he's expressing his love because God loved him first. Uh, again, I was around 15. I felt like the, the, the Holy Spirit walking into the room uh, where I'm at as a young teenager. Uh, felt the presence of God listening to, that, to, that, to these lines. You know, I'm giving you all of me. You gave me all of you, and I will love you forever in that moment, there and then. February 27, 1987, I fell in love with Jesus. And I was 15 years old, and I just, I just couldn't stop loving him. I was like so overwhelmed by his love, touched by his love. Uh, and I was the only Christian in the room. There were some friends there. I got up and I said, I, I just became a Christian. And uh, they were all laughing, thinking that I was joking. I said, no, really, I am a Christian. And uh, one of these guys said, Something changed in you. My mom is born again, and I can see something in your eyes. So that was just all in, in a matter of an hour. So, you know, that's what I mean. I'm a worship baby. I, I, my relationship with Jesus was born in this setting of music. 
and, and lyrics and melody and harmony. It just happened there. So I think that's where my passion for music comes from as well. I, I love that story, Case. And um, I think that that's great. I mean, we're here to talk about intimacy. This is the chapter you, you wrote in, in the book. Yeah. Um, and one of the things, I love that story because it opens everything up for us straight away because one of the things about intimacy is you often hear people like, a bit critical of the term or the concept because it's it's almost like too lovey it's too yeah. like jesus is my girlfriend or yeah. boyfriend you know but you know there is something undeniably true and important about this close close relationship with god that can happen in worship isn't there like yeah. whatever the term is whatever the word is we use the reality is true. And that's what you've just testified to, isn't it? This, this, this close heart-to-heart dialogue yeah, with him. Exactly. And I, we have to understand there are pers- different personalities. Right. But even scientists can marry and love. You know, <laughs> you don't have to be a romanticist all the time to, to, mm. to choose to love someone and to be with someone and to to share your thoughts or your, your anxieties or your fears with someone. So, so even brain people, you know, we have to recognize in church, not everybody loves to do this all the time. I, I love my wife. She's, she's amazing. When I ask the church, let's all raise our hands. Um, she's probably the only one not doing it. She loves Jesus. She loves the church. And, uh, and, and, and so when I go, and I love this, I love this stuff. I love, you know, to express myself and so on. And but she's such a different personality. So I, I had to learn and recognize, and, and I also believe in church, we have to learn and recognize that a different personalities. However, everyone is invited to love Jesus. And, and everyone is invited to accept his love because he loves us. Mm-hmm. And that's not sweet. That's not Jesus is my girlfriend. I think that's the core of being human. That's right. That's right. It's really helpful. And you talk uh, in the chapter about a really early experience yeah. where you had this rude awakening where um, you were told you, you were in the worship team, you're playing on stage and you were yeah. told, actually, no, we don't want you singing on stage. Um, tell us a bit about that story, because that triggered a kind of hunger in you for the closed door intimacy, the private intimacy with God, didn't it? Yeah. So, because again, my personality is I love to express myself. So in church, I was 15, became a Christian, went to my sister's church, an evangelical church. And I learned to worship and raise the hands and sing aloud and so on. And, and, uh, and I became part of the worship team. But in my expressing myself, I was so hungry, maybe perhaps a little bit too much, you know, for some people. And the elders of the church just felt like, you know, let's ask Case kindly <laughs> to, uh, to stop singing here for a while, which was my love language to express mm. myself. So this elder came into my life. He, I, was, I was doing this um, back uh, sound check thing with the microphone before me. This, uh, is it on? Like, oh, boo, boo, boo. <laughs> a couple of minutes before church started, um, which says something about our music and culture and so on, but doesn't matter. And, uh, and, and he came up to me and he put his hand over the microphone and said, I was supposed to call you this week, but I forgot. Uh, so, uh, but 
we don't want you to sing her anymore for a while. So, uh, it, it, all right, so now you know. And then he unplugged the microphone and stepped away. I felt hurt. And I was, made, I was so angry at that time. And, and we were singing a Graham Kendrick song about love and intimacy and how God turns, turns over our, you know, our angry, feelings of angry. And, and, uh, and, and so it was really funny. God's timing is, is perfect. Um, but I was so angry and I couldn't sing anymore. I was just pressing the keys and I was angry for the whole day. And I was angry at the elders and I was gossiping and I was uh, uh, the, until I came you know, home and I closed the door behind me. And there was, I think, the sweet voice, the still small voice in asking, why are you so angry? Um, and I said, God, I just want to sing for you. Why don't they get me? They don't understand me. And I, I know a lot of young people feel that way. The church doesn't get me. They don't understand me, uh, etc. And I just felt the invitation uh, of God saying, well, if you want to sing for me, I'm here. Sing. Mm. And I think for the very, maybe for the first time, my worship was not just a stage thing, was not just a product. It was really where I, with all my anger and all my tears, came just the way I was. And I think that's maybe the first time I was really intimate because their worship and honesty, of intimacy and honesty, I mean, uh, they go together. Uh, and uh, so uh, that was a life-changing moment for me. Yeah, and, and you've touched on something I think that's really helpful there is, is that there's something about authenticity, vulnerability, isn't there? That is the pathway, the doorway into true relationship, whether that is with one another as humans, whether that is with God himself. Exactly. If, exactly. if we put a show on, if we put something false on, you can't have true relationship. Yeah. And it's like if you, have a, if you have a partner, if you have a, a wife or husband, uh, or even dear friends, people who can come close to you, it always needs vulnerability and, and, and uh, the real you, actually. Mm. To, to have real friendship, it needs the real you. No facade mm. and so on. And I think in God's kingdom and in God's family and in relationship with God, there is always enough mercy and love to be the real you where you are right now so we don't need to dress up or you know even like the w women the, the woman at the well now mm. she gave her worship and that was her um you had five husbands and the one you're with is not your husband's worship so what's mm. your uh what's my five husbands and the one i'm with is not my, where am i broken where, where, where do I need forgiveness? Where do I need healing? Where are things not right? But at the same time, it is all right because Jesus loves me the way I am. And that's the mm. starting point for real worship. So for people listening to this or watching this and, and something right now in their hearts like, oh, I, I want to get closer to God. I want to throw myself in. It, is, it, is it quite easy and simple? Like, is it just get on your own with him? Talk to it like what would your advice be? How do you grow in intimacy with God? Yeah, good question. Um, well, I, I, is it easy? No, I don't think it's easy because it's also, you know, uh, kind of acknowledging uh, 
the pain in your life or, or confessing even the stuff that's not okay. And it's easier sometimes just to look the other way and just to pretend. So is it easy? I, I don't think so. At, at the same time, it's just as easy as take, take, take a journal and r- say everything to God you want to say no, and don't hold back. You know, don't believe he's on his throne. He will not fall off. He is, he is, you know, he's eternal father. He can handle my, I, I was about to use the wrong words. He can handle my stuff also starts with an S and <laughs> he can handle it. So is it easy? No, but at the same time, it's, it's not mathematics. It's what do you, the starting point is sharing with God what's really on your heart. And that can, and I think that, that, that can be, yes, I love you. Yes, I love you. At the same time, looking at the Psalms, it can, it can also mean, where are you? Where are you? Or why have you forsaken me? And I know it's probably not true because the Bible says I'm with you always, but it feels that way. This is what I feel. God, I want you to hear this. And I know that the Holy Spirit inspired David to say, where are you? So can I, by the Holy Spirit, say to you, where are you? Yeah. So, and again, that's, that's so important because I think we often link intimacy with um, ecstatic feeling with with happiness or like, you know, this kind of arms raised moment of, of joy. And so we can look at others and think, Oh, I'm not there. I'm not that when actually intimacy can also be, and often perhaps more is in those broken moments or in those, on our knees moments, like scribbling away in a journal, God, this is what I'm feeling. I don't understand this passage in your word. Why is this happening? Why aren't you stopping this? All of that is intimacy, isn't it? Yeah, I think some, so it's closer than you think. So it's that I'm going in this Jesus worship school and then in five years I've got an exam and then I'm there and I can be intimate with him. The moment of intimacy is in the here and now, is right now, uh, where the invitation is, meet me. I want to meet you where you are. So it's not just for the grown-up Christians who got it all together, who, who sorted out some of their issues in their life. And, and no, I, I think even in my life, you know, I, I, we, Nicole and I, we had a, a very t- couple of months that were really tough. And I was going through uh, some depression, feelings of depression and low and and it was just hot. And, 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 but I remember um, confessing it at one point. I couldn't hold it back. And I was crying. And I said, I've got some stuff to confess. And I really feel vulnerable. And I really am hurt. And I'm afraid that I'm going to hurt you when I explain this, when I explain myself. And, but the, the funny thing is, it, it, was, it, it was tough. And there was some stuff she didn't understand. We had to go through some stuff and we had to, I had to go through some counseling, but at the same time we were, I mean, closer than probably ever before. Mm. And because there was just, we met, we met each other and we chose to, to be together, even though we don't understand each other always. Mm. And so, so it's not that thing that we achieve by going, okay, I need a two hour prayer. You know, it's, it's probably not bad to pray for two hours. I'm not saying that, but it's not just just the result of, of uh, intimacy. It's not just the result of just spending time. And sometimes it is. I, I've heard someone say intimacy is spending more time with Jesus than necessary. 
So, mm-hmm. and, and that's probably, there's some truth in it. Um, because real intimacy happens when you prayed, uh, prayed your, you, you prayed for your wife, you prayed for your church, you prayed for your dog, you prayed for your children, you prayed for everything. And then, then, and then you have an extra 30 minutes. You don't pray for anything, just you are with Jesus. And I think that's where intimacy can grow. And so I do believe that's, that intimacy can be a fruit of spending more time than necessary. On the other mm-hmm. hand, let no one be discouraged and think, that's not for me. I'm yeah. here. I don't know how to pray. You know, I'm, I'm fighting for a good prayer life. And I don't know. I think just, just saying that and confessing it, that's where intimacy happens. Yeah, I love that. And I guess intimacy, when you talk of it like that, it, it, it's another word for God's love for us, isn't it? That, that yeah. it's not necessarily something we have to do, as you're saying. So, so on the one hand, it is something we do, like spending time with God. Yeah. But on the other hand, if we understand it as God's love for us through Christ, it's actually like a glue that holds us, like how you've described talking with your wife. It's like we may not understand each other, God, but I'm held close to you by what you've done for me. And we're committed to one another, God. And so we're journeying together. And intimacy is almost like the glue that keeps us as yeah. well, isn't it? Uh, there's an element of what God has done for us that holds us together. Yeah, exactly. So for me, intimacy is a rea- reaction to, it's, it's like, um, it, it's always God's law first. So the intimacy mm. is an invitation. It's God yeah. inviting us to, 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 to really, do you really believe? I, I remember um, uh, this, this preacher one day in church. And uh, no, I think this was Brandon Manning. He, he was in, on stage and saying, you know, God comes to your seat right now. And he asks you, do you believe that I love you? Mm. In the end of the day, it's not, no, not do, what do you think of this issue of theology of, you know, whatever. Uh, but do you really believe that I love you just the way you are? Not as you should mm. be, you want to be, but do you love me? And some of us in, in the evangelical Christian world, in my church, they say, oh, oh yes, Lord Jesus, I I really love you. I, I've heard some great sermons about it, and I believe it's some of them as myself. But, but do you really believe that God is totally, totally in love with you? Hmm. And then, I mean, I, I had to struggle with that idea because I hmm. want to, because I, I, until today, I'm like, am I good enough? Is this okay enough? Etc. But real intimacy starts with surrendering. Yeah. No. No, here I am, and I'm just stepping into this relationship, this invitation, being loved by the Father, who says, I'm absolutely crazy about you, uh, just the way you are. And the, the fun thing is that now I am changed. I am growing. I am overcoming stuff, not to earn more love, because I know I am loved. Mm. That's just a different perspective. Yeah. So intimacy is not just a fruit of hard work. But it's stepping into the invitation. And, and again, what we're discovering here is that, you know, intimacy isn't just a Sunday thing. It's not just a gathered thing, is it? It's what you've been saying is it's, it's the whole of life. Uh, it's just, it's prayer. It's a prayer walk with God, isn't it? It's, it it's, it's simple at its heart. It's an everyday thing. 
what I love about worship in, in community, in the church, I'm absolutely, I'm, I just, COVID and this, this, this whole thing is really, is like, I'm, I don't know how about you, but just to lead the, the church in, in song worship is probably one of the most beautiful things in life. So I really am missing this. I'm missing the gathered corporate, corporate worship moments. But I believe that the, the, those worship moments are an expression of, of what happened last week, but also a proclamation of what can be, what can be next week. That's good. Yeah. It's, it's an expression of, I, I walked with you, I talked with you, I was here and there disappointed in you, but, but uh, at the same time, you, came, you blessed me here, uh, you taught me this here, and now I'm in this church with my brothers and sisters celebrating your love. But I'm stepping into a new week and I'm proclaiming this life, this intimate life, this life of, of loving you and, and singing that you are the best and the greatest. I'm proclaiming that in the week to come. So it's, it's both the expression of life and a proclamation over the new week and the life before us. I love that. That's really helpful. And um, in the chapter in the book on intimacy, you, you talk about this, um, what can happen in the gathered worship with intimacy. And I think the example was you were leading a, a Hillsong song, I think it was, yeah. um, with the line, you know, uh, Hosanna and the line, break our hearts with what breaks yours. Yeah. And you talk of just this, the sense of the air kind of being thick yeah. in the room and, and the, the closeness of God on you. Just tell us, tell us a little bit about that. And what, what does that feel like? What does that mean to experience intimacy like that? Yeah. Okay. So, um, some, sometimes these God gives us these moments where we just know that we know that he's there. Mm. And, I, and, and we know that he is there when we don't feel it and when we don't experience it. But I think it's just such a blessing and a gift when, when you have these moments where you really press into something and just make that decision to go a little bit further and take a bit more time than just three songs before the sermon. And that was one of those moments. And I think it was even at the Spring Harvest Conference um, that we just – that we, we – we, we hardly had any songs to sing anymore, stuff to pray anymore. We, we, we did it all. We prayed, we sung, we listened to the sermon. There was just the church, the bride and the groom. There was the children and the father. And we started to sing this line, break a heart with what breaks yours. And the funny thing is, Nick, sometimes God does what we pray for. <laughs> yes, very surprising, but he does. And it started to happen, it started happening to me. And the people on my team, people, uh, other leaders, other and other folks in in the church, in 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 the in the in the tents. And the next thing I remember is just a lot of us on the floor weeping, and I saw somebody just hitting the floor with his fist, like you know, because there was pain in the mm. room because God was breaking our hearts with what breaks His. Mm. And I can't, I don't know what came out of that moment. And, and in, in eternity, we will probably find out. But I think God broke some hearts there. And maybe this world is now a different place because someone was touched by the presence of, mm. of the Holy Spirit and is doing stuff now, maybe adopted a child or doing some community work or whatever. But it's this world. And I really love that, that in these moments of worship, God can change our hearts and, and 
and we just kind of help him make things new mm. in, in society and help him. He, he comes and make everything new. Maybe as worshipers, we can kind of give, you know, we can start already, you know, and yeah. work with him. And so that moment, I just remember it being thick. And, but the thing is, it's hard to explain, isn't it? Some, some yeah. say that's just psychology. Well, well, it is. If it is that way, I just believe that God created it to be so. It's a gift. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. a gift. Yeah. So for, for worship leaders, musicians, or, or church leaders listening to this, and, and they're thinking, uh, how can I lead into intimacy? Um, and, and the everyday, you know, just Christian listening to this, you know, h- how can... How can I facilitate this kind of activity of God when I'm with other Christians? Is there any wisdom, you know, you've learned anything you'd glean from wow. uh, for people? I know that's a hard one, but what do you do to lead people to intimacy? Well, I think as, as, um, as leaders, you're ridiculously in charge of culture. More than you assume, more than I assume. I, I, even as a pastor of this church, sometimes I come across uh, something I don't like, I dislike. I hear some, but the thing is, at the end of the day, you, you're, you have influence in culture. And culture is something that you can build or you allow. So allowing stuff is also building a culture. So when you want to, um, see a different culture of prayer or a different culture of worship and intimacy. I think it starts with the leaders um, being vulnerable about it. Uh, and it's, it probably starts with sharing the desire. Hey, I really believe that. I think that's a visionary. We'll, we'll always just, just speak of the future like it's already there today. It's like, oh, what if we could be a church where, where prayer is not just an hour on Wednesday, but it's our culture. What if, you know, and I think it starts with sharing the desire and then being vulnerable enough to step forward and do it. So, mm-hmm. like, if we just, if we just, we, when worship and intimacy go together and also intimacy and uh, honesty go together, you cannot create a culture of honesty and vulnerability if you're not vulnerable. So I, I assume that it starts with sharing the desire and then step into it and be vulnerable and by, by, by leading by example. So if you want to create more vulnerability in your team, so there's more honesty and with more honesty, more honest prayer and more honest worship, it's start with you as leader to share, this is where I'm at. Hmm. This is my prayer life. Deal with it. I, I'm your pastor, but this is my prayer life. You know, and uh, I, I assume it starts with there. So when we gather as leaders in our church, we usually do this as an exercise. We just, we just share... Uh, with one another, what are you struggling with? And where are you now in life? Where's God in this all? Uh, instead of like, okay, I, I need to get my act together because I'm pastoring. Mm. So I think it starts with the vulnerability and honesty and openness. And, and mm. then journey with the people around you to create that culture of intimacy and worship. Fantastic. Just um, before we kind of come into Langs, I'd love I'd love you to pray for people listening. Uh, just a blessing on 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 this intimate relationship with God, uh, going deeper with Him. 
I just want to touch on theology before we finish. Uh, a theology of intimacy, because in the chapter you, you do. You, you do, want to go there? <laughs> yeah, I want to go there. I want to go there. Um, in the chapter, you you do a really helpful summary of, uh, I guess, the journey of intimacy through Scripture. Um, obviously, it's just one chapter, so you can't cover everything. But you know, just talk us for, for you, like if you were going to explain to someone how do you understand this theologically, this closeness with God? Yeah. Where would you go in scripture? Because I know you talk about the four, you talk about initial intimacy in the Garden of Eden and the four, and you talk about the temple. But, yeah. it, you know, what if there was like a center of the theology of it, you know, you're, you're, you're in the cafe with a friend and you've got to explain it, what would it be? Um, yeah, obviously, it, 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 yeah. The, the, it starts with, I would I would start in Eden, uh, but not with a friend. Probably you're right. If 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 I, if I want to look smart, I'll start with, you know, the first temple was the Garden of Eden, and then you know God gave the tabernacle because He wanted to be with His people, and uh, and then came the temple, and then uh, and but but that's it's it, but it's true though. Then Jesus came, and if there's something central to the theme of intimacy, it's Jesus, right? You know, the right. walking tabernacle and the talking temple, mm. and 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 for me, so I love these stories where he meets people, uh, like like the woman who comes and anoints his feet. Mm. She comes in. I, I don't think there's a more beautiful story next to John four. You have Luke seven. You know that both women actually interesting, but. Um, where she walks into this room of this Simon, you know, the Pharisee, uh, and and just starts weeping, and with her tears, uh, just crying, his feet all wet, taking his hair, anointing it. So this is this picture of spilling, of wasting money, according to some, wasting money, wasting some tears, wasting some, and it's and it's all. So much, isn't it? I mean, even Simon is looking at it and saying, this is a bit much. This is a bit much. But it's an expression of this lady, this woman, who probably somewhere in her life learned that he loved her just the way mm. she is. So that will probably be my go-to story. And I remember talking about this story in the chapter uh, because that's that's a picture of worship right there. So... At the end, it's all about the name of Jesus, the person of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus, the love of Jesus, the heart of Jesus, the character of Jesus, and the acts of Jesus, what he did for us. Hmm. And spreading his arms and saying, this is the way I die for you, so you could live for me like this, with, with arms wide open. So this is how we meet. Um, so for me, the theology of intimacy is Jesus. I love that. Fantastic answer. And also, just in that answer, you you know, this reaction to, to the woman, you know, well, this is a bit too much, you yeah. know, and, and again, I think a really helpful reminder when it comes to this topic of intimacy and worship, especially when we gather together to worship, it's a challenge, isn't it? Not to judge one another's reactions yeah. on the, you know, and go, well, that's a bit too much, you know, or that's a bit too little. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the, what matters, God looks, on the heart, man looks on the outside. God looks on the heart, and and I think again, really helpful reminder in what you just said. There. I, I, yeah, just just to close, because 
is I, I was in a worship service once, and I think I talk about it in the book, in the chapter also. I just, this worship leader from Scotland saying, we're totally, we're, Lord, we're totally, totally in love with you. We're totally in love with you. And he started to... Is that your Scottish impression? Yeah, yeah, that is my impression. I don't, I don't know whether it's right or not. I'm probably some Scottish, <laughs> making some Scottish very angry right now. I apologize. But that's the kind of the way he did it, you know, totally. Yeah. And, then, and then he started to kiss. He started to, I kiss you, Lord. And I thought that guy's absolutely lost his mind. That's a <laughs> lunatic. You know, what is he doing? But in, so, and I was kind of, or, you know, finding myself in one of those charismatic services where everybody goes wacky, you know. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. Go and get a coffee and sit in the corner and watch. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I just felt like an invitation of Jesus saying, why don't you kiss me? Why, wow. why are you not kissing me? He's kissing me. Why are you not? Don't you? And it was just this moment I felt so liberated. So in, in a couple of minutes, I was like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> one of those idiots, you know. And at the same time, it was so genuine. It's really, it was real. It was real. It was maybe a bit much, like the woman, you know, maybe a bit much in, some, in the eyes of some. But I think Jesus enjoys, enjoys that when we just go, when we just go for it. You know. And here's the and here's the thing: when we get when we get to heaven, when we meet him face to face, are we going to care at all what anyone else thinks? You no, know? I don't. And, and and there's just going to be that overflow of worship, isn't there? There's just going to be this 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 the living water in us is just going to pour out. And yeah. yeah, and I think and I think coming into land here, I think this intimacy topic you've expressed it so well. It's all about, isn't it, a authentic giving everything to Jesus in worship. And, and that's what we're hungry for. That's why we put the chapter in the book. And, and that's why we're here talking about today. And so would you just pray that over everyone listening, yes. watching this, um, however you want to pray it, it'd just yeah. be great well, to pray I, I'm for that. I'm praying in English, uh, even though it's not my first language. So I'm always a little bit you know, nervous if I go into this love language in another one's language. But I'm, here we go. Here we go. Do, do whatever you need to do. Oh, no, I, no, no. I, here we go. Okay. Uh, Lord Jesus, um, I know there are people watching this right now who needs to hear this. I love you just the way you are. And I want to meet you right where you are. You don't need to dress up. You, you just need to show up. And you're here and I am here. So let's have this moment of intimacy together. Let's have this moment where you just maybe say for the first time in your life, perhaps, I receive your love for me. I receive your acceptance. I receive your smiling over me. Lord Jesus, that's what we need in this life. To know that you love us so much that in return, we give ourselves to you. We, we, we surrender our, our hopes, our dreams, our future to you. We want to worship you just the way we are and, and hang with you and be with you. Not just now, but in it for, for eternity. Well, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. And, and we pray, and I pray for everyone listening, that we grow in intimacy uh, and grow, growing and loving you more and making others kind of jealous, perhaps, uh, uh, and, and inspiring them also to, to go for this, to, to go for you, to go for your heart and to chase after you. Lord Jesus, uh, thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you that you brought us together, even online, even like this, in this moment. Uh, thank you so much. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Well, yeah. thank you so much, Case, for joining uh, me today and uh, for talking on this topic of intimacy. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Nick. <laughs>